millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh yeah, the Shelter Footy Cast live from Backchat Studios. I've got no shoes on. Skeeter's uh, probably mid-range dressed today. It's good to have you in here, Skeeter. Will Schofield, Mark Reading, Shelter Footy Cast. Hello, Hello Scoey. Yes, week two can only be better than week one in terms of our football forecasts and what we think might happen. Uh, but uh, I'm just uh, coming back to earth. A really nice uh, gathering with the boys from Shelter yesterday yes. in Subiaco. That, the, that was the old Witch's Cauldron, which I didn't know that. My, um, the Red Ale. Dilly Dally, uh, it was at, and it was out the back of the old Witch's Cauldron. What was their signature dish? Which the is garlic prawns. Everybody, everyone knows the Witch's Cauldron for the garlic prawns. When I started playing over here in the West, it was like the only restaurant. Yeah. It was in Subi, and like, if you went out to a restaurant, you went to Witch's Cauldron. Yeah, garlic prawns. Yeah. Uh, very good, mate. It was good to see the boys over there. They're canning their red ale, uh, doing some very good beers and some good stuff around town. Now, I'm going to get straight into it today. I've got a couple of important messages. Number one, uh, you can follow us over on on socials, Shelter Footycast. If you do that, there's a link in the bio there. Click it, click listen, and that's where you can subscribe to the new podcast feed. Monday, this coming Monday, is the last show on the Backchat podcast feed. The YouTube feed, uh, if you watch it, nothing will change. If you just watch us, you're sitting here watching us right now, Nothing changes whatsoever. If you listen to us as a podcast, you need to go and subscribe to the new Shelter podcast feed. And it's the Footy Cast. So Shelter Footy Cast, search it on Spotify, on Apple, or just jump on our socials, Shelter Footy Cast. Click the link there and you can subscribe there. But mum rang me yesterday. Mum's a big fan, Skate. She said, I don't know what to do. She, you know, uh, My nephew sets it all up for her. And she said, I don't know how, what do I have to change? What do I have to do? I don't know. But she watches it. So she's on YouTube. I said, Mum, nothing's going to change. If you watch it, Skeeter, right? You, are you writing notes here, Skate? No, my wife thinks I'm at the TAB every, <laughs> every Monday and Thursday morning. <laughs> is, that where you, is that where you were late today? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's what you've got to do. Okay, find the new feed, Shelter Footy Cast, subscribe to it. Monday will be the last show on the Backchat feed. Make sense? Yeah, no, got it. So get, in, get on involved. Yes, thank you, Skeeter. Oh, very involved. good. Shelter Footy Cast tipping competition is up and running. Like I said, I got... One tip plus a draw. So if you sign up now, you may beat me. And when I say may... Very good chance. Very good chance. What did you get? You sit there all high No, well, I looked at on, my, on the game thing I've got. I've got 60. I think I've got less because I went with Adelaide with you. But uh, You've got I, three I, here. I had, had you covered. You've got three. No, you've got three. You of, know, course the, you have, of course you have. Covered. The other thing is that I think the one I went through, went through the West is they give you a point for a draw. Right. So surely you got more than one with a draw. i got... I got two. one plus a draw. I got yeah, two, yeah. which is an absolute disgrace. <laughs> uh, Shelter Footy Cast tipping competition is on, though. There's great prizes, first, second, third prizes, plus weekly prizes. If you want to join that, you can still join. Um, a couple of people hit me up. There may be a password. If there's a password, Footy Cast is the password. One word, Footy Cast. Um, you can do that on our socials as well. Just click the link in our bio on the Shelter Footy Cast Instagram page. That's how you join up. Happy with that, Skeeter? I am. And that's why I couldn't join up last week when you sent me the info because 
I didn't know the uh, the password. So footy cast and uh, away we go. Um, you didn't want to ask me for the password? You just... I just thought I had to make up a password. Mate, Jeez, things are very complicated wish, in my world. I wish I had been there for you trying to sign up to the footy cast TV <laughs> competition. Let's get into it. Some AFL big moments. Um, uh, we're going to touch on, first of all, there's, there's been a bit of a big story brewing at the Melbourne Football Club. Um, Glenn Bartlett, the former president, uh, president in the premiership year. He was premiership president? Uh, for the first few months he was, yeah. No, but wasn't, didn't he get removed in 2022? Or 2021. Right. Yeah, so he, he wasn't he wasn't president when they won the flag right. here in Perth, but he was... An you tell me t- what's happened here. Well, in, in a nutshell, look, there, there was always some question marks as to his departure from Melbourne, and, and I'll tread carefully here, but I, look, just reading the article in the Herald Sun, it's a really good piece of, in yep. terms of trying to get at least Glenn's side of, of what happened, is that he has described it as a malicious campaign to remove him as the president, which I think if we bolt it down, it's to do with his concerns over some behavioural issues, initially with Simon Goodwin, the coach, which I think was pretty well documented about um, Goody perhaps you know having a drink with the players down in Sorrento and, and some of his activities. Well, I think that the, the bit that Bartlett thinks has cost him his job there, and he's he said this, said this, is he was pushing hard for hair testing. For Which, everyone at the footy club. So but, the players already do that? Yeah, but more so for like senior execs, etc. So, you know, CEO, president, you name it, because he may have, I assume, had a concern with the behavioural aspects throughout the club. So that he has pinpointed as being an area where it's caused um, friction amongst the board, amongst people at the club, maybe even the AFL, who he said, having spoken to Richard Gorder and Gil McLaughlin, have, were across the concerns at the club, the off-field concerns for some time. So it's a really interesting story. I'm not sure... He's gone whack. He's come out and and he wants his side of the story told. Totally. He feels like he was um, uh, unfairly dismissed or removed as president during 2021 and he states his reasons which you've just gone through he says that the AFL knew about it so Gil McLaughlin knew about it and the uh, member of the board that is from over here that used to be that I can't think of his name well, also so Richard Goiter was Richard Goiter so Richard, he, he was very much so he knows about it so yeah. he man he's said all this this isn't you and I speculating this is in this article mm-hmm. you know it's it's a fair can of worms that I think that's been open I've got a couple of uh, quotes here from uh, Glenn Bartlett I love the club I love the members I love the supporters I gave 8 years of my life to it and I still don't understand what happened and why they continue to shit can me and run these media campaigns this is from Glenn yep. um, and, the, and to the con- um, constant references to a Melbourne insider so there was a Melbourne insider that was reportedly speaking to the media the entire time this Melbourne insider Glenn says appears in all of these articles shit canning me and what am I supposed to do sit back and let the person go bang well, Glenn Bartlett's come out and gone whack the other way. It's just going to be really interesting to see how it plays out if you get swept under the rug again, which is what Glenn said. Glenn's a former OH&S lawyer, mm-hmm. um, so his uh, expertise is in workplace environments and relationships, and he thinks it was a really poor one at Melbourne in He saw something wrong. He yes. saw, something, saw something wrong, wanted to address it. Um, bear in mind, he was uh, president when they were four and zip in 2021. He was... Uh, he said he fell on the sword to save the club. Well, that, he, he did step down officially, and then we go, oh, this seems a bit strange, timing, etc. Anyway, just to fast forward, he said, grand final week, in fact, prelim final week, here in WA, he was here but felt very much out of the loop, not, not welcomed, and he went through some, some health issues himself. He said during the whole period that this has happened, his, his partner, Vicky, has had suicidal thoughts. So it has a, has had a profound effect on him, 
And I don't think he's any closer to a resolution with the Melbourne Football Club. Gary Pert, I don't think they speak. Well, Simon Goodwin, Simon Goodwin hasn't heard from him since he left the club. They won't be speaking anytime soon after this article. No, and of course, Glenn, if you, you know the younger people, he's a former Eagle going back to the early days, and right. um, he's back living in Perth. Um, I don't know him personally that well, but I did do a lunch with him last year, um, and it's very very pleasant. But he was obviously keeping his reasons close to his chest but he felt very much isolated he said grand final day when they won and also preliminary finally he felt like he was certainly pushed to the side so it does seem strange timing after yeah you know, round one like why, why is it coming out now well the yeah, only thing he, he says he's sick of sort of sitting back and not having the his only thing I could say is that was this interview done in february and you know Held. why not push it out a bit like a bit like 2015 yep. eve of the grand final Daniel Chick. The Daniel Chick story yeah, broke yeah. the Herald Sun. That wasn't coincidental. Rita. That was timed. I remember her name still. Rita was her first name. That was a nice article, wasn't it? All right. Um, anything else to add there? No. I, again, he's taking legal action against a couple of journos. I think from the from the Age, Jake Nile, yep. Carolyn Wilson. I think he's he's lined up in his sights. How far this goes, I'm not too sure. But I tell you what, I just hope he finds a bit of peace because it, it's done, dusted. But he's not going into the distance uh, quietly. He wants to make his uh, tell his story. All right, what about on the field? Um, topic of the week's been the the bump and whether or not it's alive or dead. There's been coaches coming out. Simon Goodwin, uh, just on topic, came out and said that the bump's dead and he's instructing his players not to bump, just to tackle. That was on the back of Shane McAdam um, copying a three-week ban who's challenging. Going to the tribunal today. Right, um, which we can, or the appeals. We can, we can talk. We can talk about that. Uh, it's off the back of Kaziah Pickett um, cannonballing Bailey Smith, and it's off the back of uh, Lance Franklin uh, getting one week for his knock on Sam Collins. So, I wanted to know what you think. Um, uh, look, I'm not talking about age, Skeet. Don't come at me. But you're an older school kind of view on footy. You've been watching it longer than I have. Do you see a place in the bump at for the bump in footy at all? Is it dead? What do you think? Oh, given the current rules in place, it makes it really tough to execute a bump properly. Uh, I think, I think the key issue this week with regards to the MRI was the the Cosy Pickett suspension of two weeks. Oh, I think, I think it's unders. I still think it's unders. That's and created the mess. Yeah, that that to me has been the the reason why McAdam is going to the appeals process is because of what Cosy Pickett received yes. as opposed. So they've they've been quite open about that. They've compared the two cases. So Cosy Pickett should have been given three. Then McAdam getting three makes sense, right? Well, at least at least the Adelaide Footy Club can get a gauge as to where they're at. And look, the, there are classifications involved with severity, impact. You know what it's there's so, I, whole range. I'm going to say on, on terms of the decision by the tribunal, I agree with Adelaide. He, he didn't hit him in the head. It was the same as the Cosy Pickett hit. They both hit him down the middle in the chest with incidental head con- contact, right? That doesn't uh, validate the bump or anything like that. But if you look at the cases, they're the same. If anything, Kazai Pickett's is probably worse. Launches at him, both feet off the ground. Um, at least McAdam is bracing for contact. And yeah, he lines him up too. But they're both the same. You can't deny that. Yeah, and look, if you go the back... tribunal has. You're talking about me being of a different generation. Well, John Walsfold, in the way he played footy, yep. without being rude, he, he knows for a fact. And, and it's interesting, Lee Matthews, who is one of the greats, we yep. know, arguably the greatest. Gary Ablett, he used to absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and Lee, you know, Lee played it harder than anyone. We're talking crude stuff, which he would put his hand up. It was wrong at the time. Woosher, if we're going to his era, was more that type of down the middle shirt front. No, you know, it was really brutal, but he was it was regarded as as a terrific shirt front. Now we can't go down that path. We know that is the bump dead. Not sure. 
Uh, is there a sin bin required? Scott Penelry, interestingly, he's he's come out and, and suggested that's a way to go. I, I find that really difficult to implement, given the the debate we have for the next three days over slow motion replays and yes. on the day to, to make that call. I find extremely tough. So I spoke about this on six PR with Adam Papalia, and I was pro sin bin. Now I've got to be honest; it was the first time I'd heard it, and I just sort of briefly considered it and thought. I think that could actually be good because if we leave it as is, right, this same shit just happens all the time. So we have to change something. Um, do you change the rules and say that any contact to the head whatsoever is a free kick or an instant report? But then I think it's it's too complicated that way. You know, someone goes up for a mark and knees someone in the head. Like, um, Daniel Venables, right? You know, if they had been opposite in play, I don't think that's a reportable incident. It's just no, a it's terrible, unfortunate accident. incident, right? But in the heat of the game, you can't do a no head touching kind of rule. It's just too hard. And so the Simbin thing, I kind of thought, well, okay, with McAdam or let's go back to the most Cosy famous Pickett. one in the last twelve months, right? Paddy Cripps, yeah. Brownlow Medal obviously was determined on that that incident and the the path he went to. If the umpire Simbin him, Simbin him, yeah, and then he. For 10 minutes, I assume it's for 10 minutes, or do you say for the rest well, of the a game? Rug, you're a rugby, yeah, yeah, 10 minutes. You're ten, a rugby man, aren't you? Yeah, I love a rugby league, yeah. So how do you see the sin bin working in rugby? Because, again, from a, from an outsider's point of view, that looks pretty clear-cut over there. If you have a swinging arm, you get sin binned. If you get anyone high, you get sin binned. Yeah. So, I, I, so I, doesn't that work well? And then, they, and then it's not an automatic report if you get sin binned. They then review, just like they do, but... If you swing your arm and knock someone in the head and knock them out, then your team pays as well. Yeah, what I think the difference there is, and it would slow our game down considerably, is they go through and obviously look with their, their third umpire or their video reviewer, to, video reviewer to have a look at the incident. That would have to happen. For instance, in yep. the case of, say, Cosie Pickett, they would have to stop the game for maybe 90 seconds, two minutes to go through just to... We already do that with the goal reviews. Well, just get the goal. Just get the whatever the hell the hub. Oh, look, I'm not, I'm not I'm just saying, but it would slow the game down. Is there, oh, I'm I'm reluctant to go down the sin bin path. I think what you're saying is probably at the top of this argument or top of this discussion about the bump. I just think players are going to have to educate themselves to to if not eradicate it, then to to use it very sparingly. To finish off on the sin bin, we've had two incidents this weekend. So yep. if you say it takes 90 seconds, we would have lost. Uh, not you know, ninety seconds over two games, well, in, at least ninety. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just, I'm just saying, it's not, it's not like someone's shirt fronting someone once every quarter. It, it doesn't happen that often. So when it does happen, I think there should be a rule in place. If we're talking about changing the way the game is played, which, which it has to, given the class actions, given protect the head, all this stuff. You can say all you like here, but nothing's really changing. Still, guys are still getting hit in the head. There's no real duty of care because, on the player's point of view, it's it's too fast a game yeah, to I say agree. you can't do this or you took that extra step. Yeah, it's just it? it's just like you know. And I get it. I totally get. So it. But let me just say this to you. I just think in the rugby league or rugby comparison, losing a player is. Yeah, Pap said this too. Oh, did he? I didn't hear. Yeah, no, what he said. Good. It's it's more significant, or well, certainly because in rugby league it creates that extra man, and it's all back and forth laterally. Mm. In footy, I think you can probably get around that 10 minutes a little bit easier with a, with a, uh, with a sim. Well, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I was saying. Perhaps was saying that it's easier to cover in, in rugby. And oh, I, no, I, I disagree. Yeah, I was thinking, if you if you had Paddy Cripps off for 10 minutes, you'd have a five-man forward line um, for the centre bounce, and then you'd have I agree. I think it's easier up. to cover in footy. You'd just have less forwards. In that's rugby league, generally you watch, if a, if a player is sin bin, if the opposition team doesn't score in that 10 minutes... Right. It's irregular. Hockey's got it. Not, yeah. not saying that. Yeah, yeah no. he's got the, the 
They go. Now, I think rules is one you could cover. I think by because there's no offside, yeah. you can really cover your bases. But it's an interesting discussion, and the fact that Scott Pendlebury, who has got enormous respect in the game, mm. is happy to consider a sin bin, then you'd be silly not to at least I think, hear him. I think perhaps Patrick and uh, Patrick uh, Dangerfield, Dangerfield and Scott Pendlebury also wanted the. Uh, dressing up in whatever you'd like to wear. <laughs> the NBA to style. Yeah, correct. Which you and I would imagine you and I rocking up with that. What, what would you, what would you, what oh, would you? I'd go, my wife would dress me in something. <laughs> yeah, and then I'd just say, yeah, okay. And <laughs> you, I'd be coming in and dressing you would, gowns. You'd be a loose unit. Oh, yeah. Compared to me, I'm pretty, you know, conservative, but you're straight up and down, Mark. All right, there we go. They're the big moments of the footy. Will Schofield, Mark Redding, Shelter Footycast. Let's look at the two teams over here in the West. West Coast and Fremantle absolutely butchered my predictions for the year. Thank you very much, lads. I've copped it from pillar to post from everyone who wants to come out of the shade. What I will say, right, uh, just make sure both of those teams lose. I've kept receipts for everyone who's come at me this week. Just make sure West Coast and Fremantle lose, anyone who wants to come at me a little bit. If you remember last year, Skeeter, Fremantle had a pretty good year, didn't they? They missed top four by a game. A puff teeth. Do you do you know do you know what? That's a Rex Honeyism. He used to call it like it's a small amount. A bees bees diaphragm used to say. You haven't heard that? Oh wow! I have not. Uh, that is absolutely thrown me. Fremantle won the first round against Adelaide by Heath Chapman's fist. That's right? correct, right? And then they lost to St Kilda at home. At home. That's how Freo started last year. So you know, just calm down. Just calm down. I'm standing by it. Fremantle are a very good side. West Coast may make fun. Scoey's <laughs> gone into his scientific laboratory to try and work out how do I spin this stuff to make it What look- would you like me to do? Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I do it every I day at wrong. home. I was um, wrong. No, nah, nah, I refuse. You make a good point. Make a good point. We'll one, see. One week. I, had- I think there's more concern for West Coast with yes. what we saw through, well, it was only really one quarter, but yeah, I, I think Fremantle, aberration, they play North Melbourne. If they can't beat North Melbourne at home, I'm happy to come in here Monday morning. I'll sit here naked and no, no, I won't do that. I won't do that because there's a, probably a slight chance. No, I'll come in here and I'll I'll fall on my sword. Yeah, ha- happy to do that. But if Fre- if Fremantle lose to North Melbourne at home, they're not a good football team. But you're right. We do make a lot out of round one, just as we do make a lot out of the grand final result from the previous match, which yes. was the assault in Sydney. So I think we place too much stock on round one, but because we've spoken about this friggin' round one for about six months, that's why we uh, hang on the result for as long as we have. I've got some stats to throw at you as we go through these games, right? I've done a bit of research this week, so I'll ask you the question. Since 2007, how many premiership teams have lost round one? So gone on to win the premiership after losing round one. How how many teams? You don't have to know who they were. So they've lost round one, but then gone on to win the premiership? Yeah. Oh, I'd say half a dozen. Two. Two. Is that right? Yes. Hawthorne and West Coast. West Coast 2018, Hawthorne 2013. Okay. So they've lost round one. Yeah. And then won the flag. Yeah, somewhere there. So 2007, and 2008. Got, you probably like pinched that. that from a swamp. And I actually did the research on that one because okay. I was interested. Just I wanted to make sure. I wanted to know what losing round one meant. That was what my article was on, was the mindset around losing round one. I was like thinking about it. It's not about your form or your your squad or your talent or your game plan. It's about mentally. It's like done all this stuff for six months yeah. and then you lose. So that's that's a decent stat. Another stat, uh, in the last, so since 2010, how many sides have started zero and two and gone on to play finals? 
since 2010, so 20, uh, 2023 now, so last 12 years, how many sides? Oh, I'm going minimal. Uh, well, because I know that I think there's a there's a, a number that if you haven't, you know, if you're zero and two, zero right. two. Oh, I'm going to go none. <laughs> it has to be more than, oh, well, okay. It's nine in, in 12 years. So under one team a year bounces back from a zero and two start. So it just means if you lost last week and you want to play finals, it's really important. And you can say, oh, that's just stats, that's just history. It's over a long period of time. It's not the last two years. This is this is history. This is how this works. And that brings me to one I saw, which was quite quirky. Uh, the last time a team finished on top of the table after round one, so top of the table after round, which is Essendon. Right. I think it's 1995 or oh, something. From the, from the bottom to the top. No, no, the, after round Sorry. one. So the ladder after round one. Right. Essendon's on top. Yes. I think you have to go back 25 years but since they didn't make the finals. So didn't. Something really bizarre like that. Wow. So yes, can, numbers can, yeah. I mean, surely you just have to play a terrible team and smack them like Essendon did to Hawthorne to like, Anyway, we'll see, we'll see. They're all stats and maybe that doesn't mean anything, but they're just a couple to consider as we go through these games. Fremantle play North Melbourne, 4.30 Saturday Optus Stadium. It's a home game. North Melbourne haven't won any uh, an away game in the last 13 matches and they play Fremantle at home. Yeah, look, I think all eyes will be more so on what Fremantle comes up with, with all due respects to North Melbourne. I think they they were terrific North last week. I think they were up for the the fights and, yep. and, and all the, the above with, with Alistair Clarkson. But everything, all the focus is on what a team that is supposed to play finals and go deep in September, whether they have a response. I'm pretty confident they will. I just wonder whether Clarko will, although Optus is a different venue. You know, you know, you know Clarko's not coming over here with no plan. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But does he try and use a template of Ross Lyon? <laughs> Ross Lyon and Clarkson on the phone to each other during the week. Go, Ross, go, how are you, mate? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it, I'm not saying it's simple, but there was... I don't know how the if, doctors if they didn't did, know what was happening. Clarkson will, Clarkson will know, I think. If they copy what uh, St Kilda did, Freo will be ready to, to play against that. Why weren't Freo ready against Ross? Surely everyone Sometimes in games, right, if you, if, you, if you practice one thing for a pre-season, this is why round one, if you mm. practice one thing for a pre-season and then, yeah, you, you're told during the week this is going to happen, when you're in it, it's, it's, it's difficult. That's why... It's why that's how games of footy are won and lost. It's difficult to change what you're doing or to adapt what the other team's doing. And St Kilda just executed it really well, and Fremantle didn't. It's simple game footy. Didn't 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 do anything special. They defended no, well, true. and Freo didn't attack well. So Michael Frederick ankle. Yeah, hope he just, comes up. Yep. Um, so Frederick ankle. Walters and O'Driscoll potential. And Walters, oh, I just think they might give him another game in the waffle, depending on Freddie's fitness. I'm more interested to see what they do with their, their forward structure. Are they going to go with that tall grouping again? And, and we know Tavener got subbed. He got subbed that, last well, week. They, yeah, well, they had to because they had to bring someone small into the game. Yeah, exactly. But if, if why didn't they sub Tracy, for instance? I'm just, I'm just saying, so who's the most likely if they are going to leave a tall out? Do you think they'll go same formation this week, five? Tabner, Tracy, Jackson. Uh, uh, I think that's too tall. I think I said that before yeah. round one. I think Tabner and Tracy, they're the two. Because you have to play Jackson. One or the other. He's the ruck. So tra- Tabner or Tracy. You have to play five. Yes. And Tabner and Tracy are the other two talls. That's that's too tall, that forward line, with all four of those guys. Mm. Especially if you move the ball like they did. The only thing defence I'll say is the reason they would keep them in is they need to move the ball quicker. If you move the ball quick and you have one-on-ones with a forward line like that, 
you're like unbeatable. So uh, there's been a lot of people saying, you know, um, Fife can't play as a forward. A couple of really senior media people saying that as well, that we've seen enough. Fife can't play as a forward. Fife can play as a forward. I saw him do it for two weeks in the practice games. Don't worry about the results in the practice games, but I'll watch what him, how he moved. He's going to be a good forward this year. I will... I'll hang my hat on that. I'm happy to say I've no had concerns shit from what you saw with with how, no no how he moved or he's able to get get no, he's, separation. He's no? fine. Fa- he's fine. I, I okay. saw I saw enough. I okay. saw enough. Eye test. He'll be fine. You got to stay the course with him. Don't put him in the midfield. Don't second guess yourself. Play five as a forward, and move the ball faster. And if you have a tall forward line, that like I've played in a lot of teams with tall forward lines. If you move the ball quick, it's great because they they get into a one on one contest with the defender. They can't. The defender can't do anything about it. But it's when that secondary Gilda, defender. I think you would have had ten people in the mm. back line. I said plug a lock. It wouldn't have kicked a goal in Fremantle's forward line because it was just too crowded. There was ten blokes in there every time. You can't can't do anything. And Northland did the forward. same. Well, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Jerry's out with a with a ankle. Yeah, uh, he's bad, out, bad yeah, ankle. really bad. Goldstein will come in. I mean, it's lucky they have got someone like Goldstein. Yeah, if it dropped. It was a big statement by Clarker. So he comes in. Davies mm. Uniac. Yes. Done. Could be the best player in the competition. I will have him for uh, top five Brownlow. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. Can we mark that down? Thank you, Jaden. Uh, yeah, top five. I, mate, did you, did you see how he moved against West Coast? No, he's really good. And I think uh, ranking says in the top two or three at the moment in the AFL in that that, that just looks like a like a freak. And no one went near him last year. No one went near and him. Nick Larkey kicked six and, and don't, yeah, don't discount him. Pierce being, will have him covered. Being a, covered. a fact. Who are you picking? Who picking? Uh, Fremantle. Yep, I mean, free. you, we have to go. Fremantle is, is an obvious choice. I don't think anyone around if, town. If they lose, it's on them, not us. West Coast <laughs> VGWS, 3.20 Sunday, Optus Stadium. A couple of home games back-to-back, which is great for West Australian footy after a bit of a, a vacant round one. Um, GWS, great game. Heard Toby Green say after that game live on Fox Footy that it was the hardest game he'd ever played in. Physically. They, yep, they lost um, three guys. They lost Perryman. They lost Kelly, who's a really important player, one of their best players, and Lockheed. Whitfield is probably yep. in that ilk too. Those players aren't playing this week. Of None course. of them are playing this week. So look, they've got some injury concerns. They've got some fatigue concerns. They've got the travel. It can go two ways. This one, um, they can just fall in a heap, and West Coast get a good, really good win to you know kick it, kick start their season, or the GWS and Kingsley with the new coach pull all of those things together, build some real resilience, and get everyone to you know if we can win here, everything's against us, backs against the wall. If they can do that the belief within that group would just be like Collingwood last year, just explode. So we'll see how it goes. I, I, you know, I think West Coast is going to win. Yeah, look, the only mitigating factor, and you've brought up stats as a, as, as a little talking point, they've lost 18 of their past 19 games, the Eagles. So you couldn't it's be... not not great. Couldn't um, be overly confident going into the game, Scully. <laughs> um, two games last year, of course, that's good. Yeah, so it's, 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 that's a matter of concern. Adam Kingsley, you're right about the, the Giants... Mindset. He described that as probably the best result he'd been in thirty years in footy, almost. Wow! In the rooms afterwards, and Fox had that as part of their uh, coverage, and it was really interesting to hear that. I think you mentioned some good points. The the heat last week, the loss of uh, player power. I am going to give because I'm not tipping West Coast most likely for the next five to six weeks. Given their run, you just you can't at the moment. That might change, but you cannot. With any confidence, say that they can win any other game. Are you picking them this way? Apart from this game. And I'm, okay. I drank your bath water during the off-season. How did that taste? <laughs> I 
Oh, shocking about <laughs> shocking about uh, four o'clock on Saturday afternoon after they get rolled. Um, but I'm going to go back to the uh, well, give them one more. This is my last chance after round. This two. is their last chance. No, this is their last chance with me as well. I think with the zero and two stuff. I don't know. Cully Cully's available. Had a good game in the waffle. He'll play, I think Jake Waterman had a really good game in the waffle. I'd like to see him play. I don't know how you get him in, but I'd like to see him play. Um, you can't play him as a second ruck. That's the issue that they have. They've got Jamison and Williams, and they can't play either of those guys as a standalone ruck because neither of them are, are very uh, good enough. No, yeah. they're, not, they're not good enough ruckmen at the moment. No. They may be, but they're not right now. So, oh, unfortunately for Jake, I, I don't think he gets back in, but he played a really good game in the waffle. Don't know he won't, won't play this week. He, he might be a few weeks away. Yeah, well, like I, I said this two weeks ago. I saw him running over hurdles and he could barely lift his feet. So, he, like, he's an explosive athlete. He's a, he's a bit of a way off. Elliot Yo saw him running on some footage. I don't think he'll play, although Carves can turn the corner no, very quickly. I don't think he's ter- I don't think he's playing. So, West Coast may not have many changes. No, and look, he, the concerning point here, apart from Ruben Jinby's exciting debut, is Luke Shuey. You don't want him to be your... You know, as good as he is, you don't want him to have to rely on him at right. his age and, and where he is in the game to try and keep this team ticking over. They need some other contributors. Tim Kelly, Dom Sheed, um, they need big games. So Luke Shuey doesn't have to go in there and fix things. That's pretty much how I see it. West Coast win, you pick West Coast. Yeah, but again, you you just just ticked it off, just rolled off your, your lips pretty comfortably. I, I, you know, you, you got some doubts, do you? Well, why wouldn't I have doubts? I was shite for about... <laughs> 40 minutes last week and I, I got burnt by you th- thinking they're going to finish top eight and now I'm thinking can they win six games oh just like like I say with everything mate just make your own decisions in life <laughs> oh, mate, that's I'll tip the Eagles okay thank you very much Mark Reddings Will Schofield Channel Footycast Right, well, we've probably gone zero and two off the top, <laughs> more than likely somehow. Um, but we'll get into it. Make sure you are signed up to the Shelter Footycast for a bit of fun this year. There's weekly prizes, lots of big giveaways. You can do that. The password is Footycast if you need to. Let's go through the rest of the round. We're going to have to be a little bit quickish on the rest of these skeeters. So let's go through them rapidly. Carlton and Geelong tonight. Good game. Good game. Really good game. Can you remember what I said about zero and two? Yeah, I do. One of these sides is going to be zero and two after this skeeter. Yep. Which one? Doesn't play finals according to stats. Well, you're not quite right because you're not zero and two if you've had a draw. If that comes oh, into no, the equation. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to lay it. But I know what you're saying. If you don't win your, either your first two games, Carlton get their big chance tonight. And this is, I'm a bit, I, you know, I've tipped you along, but I'm nervous by the, the virtue that there's no Tom Stewart. I mean, the two big boys, Kerno and Mackay, should be able to do some damage. Jack Bowes makes his debut. Coning still under some clouds. Yeah, there's something about his knee. So there's a, there's a genuine concern for the Cats. As I said to you, I, I think they'll take a while to get rolling, and I'm not, you know, they, you know, they've had a huge celebration, etc. But Carlton, the question mark: Can they get the job done against a quality team? Because you know Geelong will always be able mentally to, to match them in so many ways. I've tipped the Cats, but Carlton get their chance tonight. There's no doubt about it. I've also tipped Geelong because I just can't see them not playing finals. Mm. Yeah. That's re- I'm I'm going off these stats. So. Yeah, Carlton. Oh. George Hewitt's missing, by the way. Big out for the Blues. Yeah, they were they were smoking, mirroring that one, but he is out. He's out. They were pretending he wasn't going to be out, but he was out the entire week. I reckon he probably had surgery at the start of the week, to be really honest. Um, uh, you know, they both want to have big team, uh, big big years this year, Geelong and Carlton. So, look, we spoke about the ins and outs. Jack Bowes uh, gets his first start. I heard uh, Chris Scott speak about him spending some time uh, right on ball, so inside midfielder as well as a bit of outside and forward flank. So if you play super coach or dream team, mm-hmm. might be a guy to look at. Um, he's another one of those guys that Geelong just happened to add during the off-season to, I think, make them a better footy side. I picked Geelong. You picked Geelong. 
It's going to be a great game. Yeah, it'll, it'll be close. I reckon it'll be a beauty. Another Thursday night ripper. Brisbane v Melbourne, Friday night. Another great game. Uh, hats off to the AFL. They've scheduled well for the first couple of games, Thursday and Friday night footy, because last week, Thursday and Friday night were awesome as well. Brisbane, Melbourne at the Gabba. I'll come off the top. I know, let's speak about the game before we, we, we say who's going to win this one. Brisbane were horrible last week. Yep. Uh, and, and that was off the back of a Port Adelaide side, which I should have actually considered before I didn't pick them. Ken Hinckley would have been just ramping them up to play and win round one, given their start last year. So they fa- faced a ramp at Port Adelaide, but I think Port Adelaide kicked eight goals to nothing in that third quarter or something like that. Um, Brisbane will be looking to bounce back. They need to. They're yeah, premiership favourites. One of them. Well, I had them as you know my flag, but gee, I, I lost a bit of faith last weekend. Yeah. Um, Melbourne, I couldn't be more impressed. I saw a bit of them on on the weekend, and they've won their past twelve interstate games. Uh, the two big boys, uh, Gorn Grundy, going gangbusters. They get a couple of names back as well. Sounds like Fritch is playing. May returns. Right. Maybe Salem as well. Yes. they've got they've got some really good inclusions. Viney, Viney. They they travel well, as I said. <laughs> You're right, Brisbane, very loath to tip against Brisbane up at the Gabba, but I'm going to tip Melbourne on the basis that I think their their round one form was just too good to ignore. I just don't want to... Oh, I'm going with the 0-2 and two thing. I'm picking Brisbane, but I think Melbourne will win, but I'm picking Brisbane. I, I'm not quite sure where I sit with my tips. I, I don't know... Clearly. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know whether to listen to my head, my heart, the stats. I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to pick Brisbane. You, you did say the, b- the bounce back factor for you was going to be your Thank go you. this week. Thank you, Skater. Brisbane, I pick Brisbane. Collingwood v Port Adelaide, Saturday morning game, 10.45. That gets aired over here. That's bloody early. Uh, this will be a really big game. Port Adelaide are, are trying to make that jump. They're trying to make the jump into the big teams this year. And we saw what Collingwood did. I think they were the most impressive side over the over the week. Just the way they were able to get the ball, move it through the corridor freely, they take you know, really risky kicks on, but they don't seem risky because they're such great skilled side. How good are the the Dacos skills? Mm. Like, I think one of the boys going at ninety percent by foot. <laughs> that is just ridiculous. <laughs> they are great to watch. And again, we're not trying to make every game sound like match of the round, but yes. Port Adelaide have got genuine skills. Travis spoke question mark whether he returns, but my concern for Collingwood, I've tipped the pies because I I fell in love with them last weekend and the way they played is. They got themselves up for the running premiers. Round one, um, we, you know, Jeremy Howe goes out of that side. Uh, look, I think they're going to be good enough to MCG. win again. MCG, which is always a, a, a mm. huge factor for them. So Collingwood, but they're no morals because Port Adelaide, if they play the same sort of brand, they'll be in the conversation. Put it this way, Collingwood... As we know, Collingwood don't blow teams away. Got to pick Collingwood, Yep, I think, unfortunately. Um, But Port Adelaide Adelaide look good, uh, which I didn't think after the preseason. So, again, going really well. Adelaide v Richmond, Saturday. Um, Both sides disappointing last week uh, to a point. You know, Richmond draw against Carlton and Adelaide fell away against GWS. I mean, a couple of really big positives were Rankin and Rochelle. Yep. Um, Rankin plays his 50th AFL game. Um, McAdam will obviously miss unless he somehow gets it overturned today. Uh, Richmond have got uh, a couple of guys coming back, but nothing too much of note. Robbie Tarrant perhaps returns for them. Uh, How do you see this game going? Richmond... They drew Carlton into their style of play last week. So it was a scrappy game. It was a low-scoring game. It was because of the way Richmond plays. So Richmond's not playing this brand-new brand. Uh, they've got this new, you know, new midfield that they've rolled out, which, uh, might I add, doesn't matter how good players are, it's very difficult to come in and, and form those connections and relationships with teammates. So 
I don't think adding Taranto and Hopper to this midfield suddenly makes them a 16-win team. They, no, win, I, they I, win this game. I've though, had them a sli- slider. I've told yeah. you I have them a slider, and yeah. I've got Adelaide winning mm. on Saturday. Oh, boy. Oh, no, we can just sit sit on favourites all, all day, every day. Oh, my why? God. What, why are you so shocked by that? Because Adelaide, Adelaide, Adelaide aren't very good, mate. Okay, fine. That's oh. the, you, you, you may well be proven correct. Oh, shit. But there I just go. think, uh, man, Richard's lost eight of their last 11 Interstate games as favourites. I, I weren't. I wasn't overly impressed with them against Carlton. Yes. Uh, they were good late. Um, I think Adelaide's first half showed that they were. They can kick a score. That's what they can do. Okay. Now they might give up a bit defensively as well. I think they can win at home. I think they, that's my upset for the round. I pick Richmond. I know it is well done. Very good. Write these down, Jaden. I'm going to look like an idiot again. I know. Western Bulldogs v St Kilda Saturday night. Um, both interesting teams. St Kilda, no one gave them a chance, um, but they did play West Coast, who no one are giving a chance. So Fremantle, uh, St, St. Kilda, Kilda played Fremantle. Yeah, yep. yep, that's it. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, Western Bulldogs, they were terrible. They were terrible. They didn't look like they functioned well. The team and how it was set up was it because of I don't know who they were playing? Possibly. Melbourne, and the question mark a bit like with Fremantle is their tall forward line. Now Rory Lobb has gone in for surgery on his ankle, so he's. That solves part of the problem, but also down back. No, I wouldn't say problem. Yeah, no, no, I don't yeah. want to say that. The, yeah, yeah. the decision is made for them, but Liam Jones obviously um, has some doubt. I've, I've, I've read that it, I think he's playing, but but they won't make that decision. You know, there's no way the Saints are beating the Bulldogs at Etihad Stadium. In my in my humble opinion, I agree. I, I think they're, they're they're just too good a side. They've got too many weapons in attack if they get it right to. And the Saints, again, I don't know how they're going to kick a sword. St Kilda don't really have anyone coming back either. Um, St Kilda are probably going to play the same way. I think we're going to see a Ross Lyon St Kilda. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. The Ross Lyon style of play ain't drawn fans back to the game, unless you're a St Kilda fan and they're winning. Yeah, otherwise, it's shocking to watch. I had lunch with a former Fremantle player. I'll leave his name off, but you probably will be introduced to him across the Backchat Network over the next couple of weeks. It was about this discussion. Someone was saying, well, it's not good to watch, it's this and that. And the former Freo player who played under Ross said, well, how do you think the St Kilda players think? They couldn't give a shit. They just won a game of footy. Like, yeah. they couldn't care less how they play. That's how Fremantle looked at it. That's how St Kilda looked at it before. And, and good on them. Um, they're not going to win. I'm going to pick Western Bulldogs. Sydney v Hawthorne. Look, mate, I don't think we need to do much Margin. of a, We don't need to do much of a prep on this. Sydney win this by... Oh. No, I'm just like, no, but what's the margin? Give me a, give me a, oh, is it 10? 10. Yeah. But maybe not. Bounce back. Bounce back well, to... Thought, Sam Mitchell's a better coach. He's a, he's I'll, a good I'll, enough coach. I'll, I'll round it back. I'll say four goals, Sydney. Yeah. I think they'll win comfortably. Four There's points. That's not, two wins from two. Wingard's out with a car from Hawthorne. Sam Reid goes out again. He's been one of the most injured players in the, in the last 10 years. He, he can't, his body doesn't hold up, unfortunately. No. Um, Buddy Franklin will be out with an injury, and they've got some other guys coming back. But and Sydney, suspension, Buddy. Sydney, yeah, correct. Sydney is going to win that one. Essendon, Gold Coast, the last game to go over this weekend, Sunday, Marvel Stadium. How do you see this one, Jan? Essendon, Gold Coast. Yeah, Gold Coast, so so poor last week. I must have. I didn't see much of the bounce game. Bounce back. Bounce back. But yeah. Well, you, you, that's your that's your theory. You have to be strong to <laughs> look. It's a hard sell that one. I didn't see the Gold Coast game, so yeah. I'm not as disappointed as you are. Did you see it? No, I only saw bits of it. But I was disappointed with the result. The fact they they never looked. The, all the numbers suggest they were out hunted. They were beaten in so many categories. You go, wow. This is my upset of the week. Gold Coast beat Essendon. Yeah, I I don't think Essendon are as good as they looked against Hawthorne. Yeah, you're probably right. I just—it's so hard because I've said all these things in round one, and none of them have happened. And I just—I'm second guessing myself but, with everything. But what I will say is, like, I know you say Essendon is no good, but it's amazing, as you said, a team gets a win first up under a new coach or even the old coach. The the, the, the momentum, you know, if you play a couple of you know yeah. substandard sides, 
little things can build. Is that a fair yeah, call? Yeah, absolutely. It's the mentality. Mm. That's that's why those stats are real because mm. it's less about yeah the team, but more about belief. That's that's what gets you going in AFL footy. So you picking? I'm picking Essendon because yeah. I'm I'm now I've, I've definitely got two games. I'm focusing on Adelaide Richmond and Essendon Gold Coast. We've gone. There are differences this weekend. And we're pretty comfortable. Good. Very good. Hopefully I get more than one. Shelter Footy Cast, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. Just to finish off, Skeeter, we're going to wrap this one up. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au is our email address. <clears throat> if you'd like to send us some correspondence, we'd love to hear from you. We did have an email this week, Skeeter. I want to read it out to you, see what your thoughts are. Hi, Skeet and Scoey. As an AFL umpire myself, something I have noticed whilst listening to the broadcast of AFL in general I notice when the commentators make comments in regard to umpiring decisions, do the commentators have a full understanding of the rules? I'm only asking as they have a huge influence on what the average footy fan has in regard to what the rules are, when I can almost guarantee the majority of the general public wouldn't have ever read the rules. If not, do you think they should read the rules to understand the interpretation of the rules? Absolutely brilliant uh, correspondence. Nino. Nino. Nino, you're 100% right. Uh, I don't know the rules as well as I should. I'm sure you don't. Yep. I'm sure anyone commentating, we might think we do. And it's quite funny because at the footy commission last week, uh, Dean Margetts, who works there, sent me through to say, look, just for your benefit. Um, rule he, changes. Rule, well, just rules, rule changes, etc. You, you maybe forward that on And to I replied place. and said, mate, you know, we're commentators, we know everything. Joke, joke, joke. And he said, yeah, he laughed because you're right. We, and, and unfortunately, because we sometimes don't know the rules correctly, yes. we impart our view of the rules or our yeah. knowledge of the rules to the public who then run with that as gospel, yeah. which is wrong. Yeah, like tipping. Well, t- <laughs> But they're right, the umpires, you know, there's, there's a couple of incidents even on the weekend talking about, oh, the 50-metre penalty yeah. uh, given to, I think it was Wilkie uh, in, in defence, Tabiner. Now, part of that ruling last year, I think, was with regards to uh, demonstrative behaviour, pointing at the screen, all that sort of stuff. That's that, right. That came into play. Now, whether that had been relaxed at some stage, but effectively, the umpire was, to my knowledge, having read some some post-match work on that, is that the umpire was just adjudicating the rule, which mm. we found, or many of us found, over the top. Well, that's what that's what is interesting, because a lot of commentators are fans. Like, I'm a fan, you're yeah. a fan. Love, Deep love down, that's all we are. Yeah, and so you're trying to call the game and... and you know, give either radio or TV or whatever it is and, and give a holistic view. But sometimes you do react to things, you know, just like fans do, get frustrated. I, I get frustrated with... My biggest frustrations are... You can never win and lose a game with umpires. It's, it's actually irrelevant. Mm. But my frustrations are when, one, they go too hard at trying... They've obviously had a chat during the week, oh, we're going we're gonna to ping holding the ball more than we did last week. And that changes from week to week. Uh, or there's inconsistencies. All I would like to see is consistent. If you're going to just let it go, let it go. If you're going to be really by the law, be by the law. That's fine. But don't have one umpire being by the law, and that, that and that's what. And but, then four but, umpires. You got four. You multiply mm. that by nine. There's 36 umpires out there, and by and large, they do a super job. But you have got 36 you're different have opinions. Inconsistencies. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right, Skeeter. As usual, uh, mate. I hope you go well in the uh, tipping this week. Make sure you sign up to that if you're enjoying that. Make sure you subscribe to the new podcast feed. You can do that via our, our Instagram, which is Footycast over at Insta, or you can just jump on Apple, jump on Spotify, wherever you listen to it. Subscribe to the Shelter Footy Cast. Round two, can't wait. We're up and about. We'll be at Optus starting for two days of footy. Can't. Come on, both games. We're doing both games. We're there.